Hello, everyone. Welcome to the third episode of A Reluctant Millennial. I'm your host, Jennifer, and I'm doing my podcast solo tonight. Um, As I told you guys, my brother, Tony, is extremely tired. He hasn't had any days off in like 10 days, so he has just been exhausted and I've tried to get him a couple of times to come on with me and he's just like, bro, I can't, you know? So since it's just me, I'm hoping that it's not awkward because I really, you know, having a conversation by yourself for a long period of time can be awkward. Um, So I was kind of a little nervous and I thought, okay, what can I talk about? Um, I had a few subjects that I wanted to speak on, but I decided ultimately because I was having a conversation with someone and I realized like, hey, you know what? I've got like some funny things to talk about. So one of the things that I thought was kind of hilarious and also interesting was in the in the late 90s, <laughs> I must have been about 18, 19, um, I actually had a job as a phone sex operator. And I know it's kind of odd, right? Like what, what kind of job is that? Um, it's not like you really hear about it too much. I mean, everybody has heard of it, but do you ever know anybody who's actually done it? So I asked you guys to kind of leave me messages and just some of the things that you that you want to know about it. And so I think most people had asked me, you know, some really good questions. But most of them were really just like, how did that work? Like logistically, like how did you get that job? How did you even, you know, get into doing phone sex? And um, what was it like? What was the pay like? Was it awkward? You know, what were some of the craziest things that ever you ever heard? So I'm going to start from the beginning. So I was, I believe, 18 years old at this time, and I was working. I was working, but I wasn't really getting a lot of full-time hours. Um, if any of you guys have ever had jobs where like, you kind of have to pick up shifts, it was really financially hard for me. Um, I used to live with my older sister. We had an apartment, in, and we lived in Hollywood. And, I mean, I'm talking, we had ramen every night. Like, we were broke, broke. We were some broke-ass bitches. Um, we didn't have cars, like, <laughs> we were lucky to have the place that we were staying at, like, we could barely afford, like, lights and cable, and, I mean, I think minimum, minimum wage at the time was, like, four twenty-five, five twenty-five, something like that, it was really, really low, so a mutual friend of my sister um, and I had told me, like, hey, you know, I started working at this company, She's like, you have to do this, Jennifer. Like, you have to. You would love it. And I'm like, well, what are you doing? And she's like, you know, I'm a phone sex operator. It's like crazy. Um, It's a real company. Like, I'm going to take you. And I was kind of like, you know, I was a little sketch on it. But she's like, you know what? They pay 10 bucks an hour. Now, that's like double minimum wage. Okay. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> Where do I sign up? When can I start tonight? Like, how, how does this work? Do I need to suck a dick? Like, how does this work? Now, I was 18, so I was fairly inexperienced sex-wise. Like, I think I'd maybe slept with two people at this point. 
And, and trust me, it wasn't even that good. And that might actually be a good story for later, um, how I lost my virginity. But for now, we'll keep going with the story. So she takes me one day to this company. She's like, I talked to my to the manager or the, whoever, the HR or whatever. She's like, I set up an interview for you. Um, come with me. All you really have to do is just show up for this interview. She's like, don't worry, you're going to get it. Everybody gets the job. So, you know, and I don't know how true that was, but she was just like, so like, it's so easy. So we literally go to this company and it's, you guys, this is a legit company. Okay. It's in Woodland Hills. It's in an office building. It from the outside is very unassuming. It probably could be some type of business where they ship something like you don't know what they do. So it's a very nondescript, like business complex area. So we go up to the building and she has like a key card, right? So you have to like use the key card to even get into the building. And then when we get in the building, there's a security guard. Security guard is like right away doesn't recognize me. So gets up from his desk and he's like, what are you here for? And so she's like, oh, I brought her to interview. She's going to interview with, I don't know who the guy's name is, Chad or whatever. I always use Chad, by the way, when I don't know someone's name. Um, so they, and I don't even remember this part, but I remember somehow they took me into a room and I sit down with the guy and he's like, okay, well, you know, did your friend tell you what we do here? It's like, I'm super awkward. Like, yes. Like she told me it's phone sex, right? I'm all like, Ugh. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, he's like, yep. Um, we provide entertainment. He's like, we're like an, a telephone entertainment service. And um, I really just want to get to know a little bit more about you. So tell me about yourself, right? So now I'm like, okay, what do I say? You know, I'm like, um, you know, 18. And um, I live with my sister. Like, I really don't, you know, have anything interesting to say. And he's like, okay. And I'm thinking, what kind of questions can you ask me? to see whether or not this is going to be a good job for me. Like, how do you even know if someone is qualified for this? So he asks me, okay, I'm just going to throw a random question at you and you just answer. Just answer honestly, like, you know, have fun with it, right? (laughs) He's trying to pet me up. Have fun with it. Don't be nervous. Just say the first thing that comes to your mind. Kind of like a word association, but, you know, I'm going to ask you a question. And this I will never forget. He says, if you could go on a date right now and, and nothing, you know, nothing was holding you back, you're going to go on a date with the man of your dreams and you can go anywhere. Money's not an object. What would you, where would you go and what would you do? So immediately, right, I'm like, oh, fuck. Like, how do you answer that? Like, what are you going to say? Oh, I'll go suck some guy's dick in the back of fucking Applebee's? Like, no. I mean, that's never happened, allegedly, but still. I'm like, what do I say? Okay. So I'm thinking to myself, he wants to see how descriptive I can be and like how interesting I can be. So right away, I'm like, oh, I would go roller skating in Paris. And that got me the job. So he's like, you're hired, (laughs) right? You're hired. You can start whenever. Um, And 
it's funny because at the time it it didn't even like nobody had ever told me like you sound pretty good over the phone you have a nice voice but ever since I've done the phone sex people have always told me you have a nice voice so I don't know I don't know what came first the chicken or the egg so there you have it so I start work and it's not like there's a training class for this you guys however I will say this the company was owned by a woman and she had been in the military and I guess she, when she retired from her military career, she decided, like, this is what I'm going to do, you know, with starting a business, and this is what I'm going to do. And so she starts this, like, telephone service, right, phone sex service, and they would name the teams, we had teams, by the way, teams of people, it was a call center, so this call center was open 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And so they had different teams to run different lines. And I remember distinctly all the names were military names. Alpha, Bravo, Foxtrot, right? Everybody had like a team name. So you were put on a group of girls and the way it worked is we would overlap each other. So there was never um, a time when there wasn't enough girls on calls to take phone calls so and this place was pretty legit like um you had badges to get in everywhere like they had that place on lockdown and so they had a lot of rules right like you were not allowed to give out your real name never ever you had to come up with a name and the name that you gave was whatever you would use on the phone and you could change your name at any time that you wanted But you were never allowed to say that your name is what your actual name is. And if they caught you and they would listen to your calls, if they caught you and you ever said who your, you know, your real name, if I would have said Jennifer, they would have fired me on the spot. So they had very, very strict rules about that. Um, You were not allowed to take anyone's phone numbers. A couple people asked me that, like, did you ever talk to people outside of work? No. You were not allowed to take people's phone numbers. Um, You were not allowed to have conversations with anybody outside of work or anything like that. Um, It literally had to be anonymous conversation and you had to fake who you were. Now they had those rules in place because they actually had a girl who was working for them who started having a conversation with the guy. And I don't even know how this worked because the calls that we got were random. You couldn't ask for somebody but somehow she had developed like a flirtation with a customer and she kept talking to him and talking to him and I guess he would call and if he didn't get her he would hang up and then call back until he got her on the line which I gotta imagine took hours so they started this flirtation she gave him her real phone number I don't, I'm not clear on exactly what happened, but somehow they met up. He killed her and he dumped her body in like a trash bin. So as you can imagine, I'm I'm quiet because it was, it was pretty severe when it happened. And I think it had happened right before I had started work at they, I mean, they had that place on lockdown and they would monitor our calls like for that. 
I mean, it sucks, but what a stupid fucking girl. Like, seriously, why would you give someone your number? Anyways, so the way the phone service worked was in the 90s, right, guys, late 90s, we didn't really have, like, internet like we have now. There weren't, I mean, there was, like, a dot-com boom shortly after, um, but there wasn't a ton of, like, websites and things, and then even then you had to go on a computer to go to those websites. So, yeah, there was, like, porn sites and stuff like that, I'm sure, but you had to, like, be on a desktop and log in. It's not like you had cell phones. I, I don't recall having a cell phone when I worked at this company, so I'm pretty sure I didn't have one. Um, nobody had cell phones and you couldn't, um, it's not like you could look at porn. You know, there wasn't, I don't think there was Pornhub back then. So because porn wasn't as readily available as it is now, um, I, I think that like the phone sex industry was really booming at this point. So the way it would work is if you would buy like a hustler magazine or a playboy magazine or some type of porn magazine, um, at the back of the magazine, there would be advertisements and there would be a bunch of advertisements to talk to hot, sexy girls call now. Right. And you would see these ads. Now, what people didn't know is that all of these lines, all these phone numbers, all these ads, all the calls went to the same call center. All the calls came to me. It didn't matter what kind of ad it was. So they were pretty genius in how they did it. What they would do is they would sell the advertisement. So if you were like someone who wanted to go into business, you could buy the advertisement and you would buy the advertisement and pay for the advertisement in the paper, right? And how successful you were would be probably based on the quality of the ad, um, if the girl in the photo was attractive or whatever, the model that you chose, and um, how how big the ad was or in what type of popular magazine it was in. But the lines all linked to the same call center. So that's kind of how it worked. Um, one thing that they used to have, which was pretty interesting, and I, when I found out about it, I was like, that's crazy. So all these different ads were all for different things. So you would see one that was like a Swedish blonde girl, like clutching her nipples, right? And it would say like, you know, call to talk to Becky or whatever. And then you would see like um, a hot black girl, right? In lingerie. And it would say like, call to talk to um, Janice or something. And you would see one with like two girls. So they have like all these different kinds of advertisements. If you're into this kink, like call this number. Because the calls were all coming to the same company, how were the girls to know, like, if you called because you had a pantyhose fetish, like, how would we know that, right? So <laughs> they had this ingenious thing where they would, they would tag each of the calls. So if you got a call that came from, you know, XYZ line, it would tag it. So when the call would come through there would be like a little message that would play before you could answer the call. And that would tell you what type of ad and like what the person wanted. So it was super funny because it would be like, there was one that had like Asians 
right? The guy wanted a hot Asian girl. So the tag would come in, you would hear like, right? Like a little bell and in your headset. And then it would say, "Mm, Asian, right? And they all had like little tags. So you knew there was one that said like for white girls, I think it said, Becky, I'm not kidding you guys. It would be like, oh, Becky or something like that. So you would know, okay, he wants a blonde girl. Now, the, the, the funniest one to me, and I would die every single time I would hear this tag. Whoever recorded the tag for guys calling in wanting to talk to a black woman, they didn't try to make it cute or sexy or any of the others. It would go, bing, black. And I'm not kidding you. Like somebody like recorded that shit in like five seconds. They were like, oh, yeah, we got to do a, a tag for black girls. Fuck it. Bing, black. And it was so weird. But I would die every single time. Um, <laughs> and I would also crack up because some of the girls <laughs> that would that I would hear them, when they would get a tag for a black woman, they would legit try to talk as if they were black. I mean, the whitest girl you'd ever met. And she would try to talk in like an accent to be black. And I'm like, that is the stupid. I would, I would be like, that is the stupidest thing ever. Why are you trying to pretend to be black? Like, it's not like he can tell, you know, just describe yourself as being black. Like, talk normal, whatever. I don't know. So we had our different teams and before we would start work, um, we would start a half an hour early. So we would come in and we would have like a half hour training before every single shift. And so we would kind of get in our group and then our group leader was like the supervisor, so probably someone who had been there the longest. And they would literally have conversations about sex. They'd be like, okay, guys, today we're going to talk about dildos. Um, On the table, I have examples of several different types. These are some of the most popular. We're going to go over each one and we're going to talk about, you know, what they do, how they pleasure you, how you can um, use them in conversation. And it was literally training on sex. I kid you not. And this is, I mean, imagine I'm like 18 I've only had sex with like two guys and here I am getting trained in a group full of women on pantyhose fetishes and what BDSM is and the difference between someone who's a sadist or a masochist or someone who wants, you know, know, some type of waterwork play or people who are into furries. Like I'm literally learning all of this. So... (laughs) It's probably why I, you know, I'm so open to talk about sex because, well, you know, I was just a kid and I was learning all this stuff. A lot of the women that worked there were single moms. Um, They were able to work night shift and I worked night shift. I worked grave. They were able to work night shift. And I guess it's a lot easier to get like grandma or somebody to watch your kid overnight when they're sleeping and then during the day you can take them to school and all that so there was mainly older single moms um there was maybe two girls on the shift that were young two college girls that were mildly (laughs) mildly attractive most of the women were not attractive they just were not I'm just gonna be honest with you guys so if you ever called a (laughs) 
<laughs> you ever called a phone sex line, like, you were not getting the cream of the crop. Sorry. Had to wet my whistle. Mm. So, we'd have our little trainings. And then, do you remember how I told you guys they had different kinds of lines? So, the whole point of the job was to do, you to, was to try to get people to stay on the call as long as they could. Because... That's how you make money. They charge like three ninety nine a minute or whatever. That's how you get your biggest bang for your buck is to have people stay on the phone and charge as much as they can. So if you were a good operator, you would have long conversations to the point where the guy would, you know, stay on the phone long enough to actually make some money. So the way that we were compensated is we were paid by by the hour. That was, you know, California law. But we used to make bonuses based on our call average. So if you had really good calls the whole night and you had a ton of people like, you know, and your call average was an hour, right before you would get off your shift in the morning, we would get a ton of guys who would call in right before work. Their only objective was to jack off real quick and then go to work. So we would call them morning strokers. So in the morning, fuck, like around five, six o'clock in the morning, it would just be as soon as you would answer, the guy would be like, uh, uh, and he would come like literally you'd just be like hello and they would literally come just as you said hello like they'd been jacking it off the whole time once they went through the you know the whole prompt and like paid got out the credit card and it was so annoying because it would and they would just hang up right so that would kill your call average and every time in the morning you know all the girls are tired we've been talking all night and so Everybody's like kind of stretched. They're standing in their cubicles. We used to sit in cubicles, you guys. And oh my God, you could hear the girls. Fucking morning strokers killing my call average. It just had fucking three hangups in fucking like two minutes. God damn it. All the girls would be getting pissed. And as soon as you would get a call, you'd be like, oh, it's going to be a morning stroker. So those are one of the the things that we used to hate. Um, It was interesting. They used to have two teams on the night shift and they had one-on-one lines and then they had party lines. Now, I know you guys are familiar with a party line, right? Everybody's heard of it. So the difference between a one-on-one line and a party line is a one-on-one line was you actually had to use a credit card for it. And so that was like the verification that you were over the age of 18. So on a one-on-one line, you could talk one-on-one with a guy and you could say anything you wanted. You can be extremely explicit. Oh, I should mention, (laughs) you can't say anything you wanted. There's actually things that you are not allowed to say. And I feel like I'm going to butcher them because literally, you guys, this is like over 20 years ago, but I'm going to try to remember. So... You can't talk about bestiality. You can't talk about 
like anything underage. So if a guy, even if you can tell he really wants you to role play that you're a young girl, if he asks you, how old are you? You have to say 18. Now you can, (laughs) and this is where it got weird, you can tell a guy, I just got home from school, I'm in high school, like, and you can like avoid the question, but you, if they blatantly ask you, you have to say you're 18. So that was one of the rules. Um, and I mentioned bestiality, you can't talk about anything with animals, like that's illegal. You can't talk about um, incest. You weren't allowed to talk about incest. Incest is illegal. You can't say, I had sex with my dad. I had sex with my brother. You're not allowed to talk about those things. (coughs) Excuse me. So there was a few things, and I feel like I'm forgetting some things. uh, Oh, consent. Like, you can't talk about rape. You can't say, like, rape me. I want you to rape me. And even though guys would, like, they can say whatever they want. Let me put it this way. The caller can say anything they want. You cannot. Okay? So those are, like, a lot of the rules. Like, you couldn't say those type of things. So going back, um, one-on-one calls were one-on-one with one, one guy. And those calls were always better calls because a one-on-one conversation um, can last a long time because the guys usually, you know, they're paying with a credit card. They've got, you know, (laughs) they've got more money. Um, They're wanting to have like an actual conversation with the girl. A lot of times they'll talk about themselves and it'll be like a real conversation. So that can last like an hour if, if, if you're good at conversation. Some of the girls weren't. Now, The other sets of lines were what we call party lines. Now, party lines, um, they were billed with, like, to your phone. If you guys recall seeing some of those ads and it would say, like, um, they'll bill it to your, your phone bill, in other words. So, because it was being billed to your phone, there was no verification of whether or not you were over the ages of 18, and literally a minor could be on that call. So you were very limited on what you could say sexually because of that limitation. So you could flirt with a party line caller, but you weren't allowed to say explicit things. You're not allowed to cuss. You're not allowed to say things like, fuck me. You can't say I'm fucking my pussy. Like, you can't You can't do any of those things. Um, you can suggest. You had to be very suggestive and very, like, good with innuendos. So, imagine, like, if your, if your bonus is based on a call time, you're probably going to be better off if you do a one-on-one call. So they would split the teams and we would alternate days. So one day you get one-on-one calls, the next day you would get um, party lines. And they did that so it would be fair so the girls wouldn't beat each other up in the parking lot for fucking getting the one-on-one call. Sorry, guys. It's hard to talk fucking 20, 30 minutes by yourself. Um, I don't have the vocal cords anymore. I haven't done this in years. So... Okay, so where was I? All right, 
So you have your one-on-one calls. And then they had like special lines. So they had this one line. I don't know what the name of it was. But it was like an ad that somebody called. And they would put like five girls on this one line. And it was arguably the most boring line. But um, you would do the girl. They We would sit on this this line and the five girls would kind of sit together right because we'd be manning that specific line and we would make a pre-recorded message and what would happen is when guys would call this line they would hear your pre-recorded message they would hear every single girl that was on there and then they got to choose whichever person they wanted to talk to and let's say that girl wasn't available then they would hear the other four or whatever so However it was, they could hear pre-recorded messages and they would pick at that point. And it was actually not a popular line. It was very slow. So we wouldn't really get a lot of calls. Maybe a handful, like a night. So I always wanting to challenge people and being super competitive. When we would get a notification when a caller was coming in, right? And so we, we would see, okay, caller come in, and we would know he's listening to the messages. And then he gets to choose. And so all the girls would bet, right? Because we, we would be like, oh, he's going to pick me, bitch. He's going to pick me, right? I would win every single time. And the reason, <laughs> the reason I would win, and the girls would get so mad, fuck, fucking Jennifer again, you stupid fucking bitch. They'd be like, how do you, how do you always get the calls? So here's the thing. (laughs) They would leave messages trying to sound like they were calling, you know, and I think that was like the premise. You had to act like you were a caller, but they would say things that I think would turn people off. They were very like, hi, my name's Jessica. I'm five foot six and I have long blonde hair. Um, I have big boobs and I love riding on scooters and I love going to the beach. I'd love to talk to you. Like they would leave a message like that. And I, you know, I thought to myself, like, I'm a guy. It's the middle of the night. Like I'm horny. I'm trying to, you know, trying to get my, my rocks off and I'm listening to all these girls and I'm like, I'm not saying that they wouldn't be interested in, you know, Jessica or whatever, but the thing is you're probably better off leaving a very vague message, right? So my message would be very vague because I don't know if the guy who's calling in wants a blonde or maybe he likes brunettes or maybe he likes big asses or maybe he likes big tits like I don't know so if you already say like I have big tits you're already cutting out 50% of the guys like what if a guy calls in and he likes big asses like he's gonna hear that and he's gonna like "Eh, tits don't do it for me so (laughs) so my message would be very vague so my phone sex name was Katie because I thought it was cute enough and it's realistic and it's not like candy or something like stripper-ish, but it's cute. So my message would be something like, hey guys, um, this is Katie, you know, just kind of bored sitting at home, laying in bed right now. 
I really don't have anything to do. It's kind of hot. So I was just thinking I should call and, you know, maybe have a good time. If anybody's awake, hit me up. Very vague. I don't I didn't give a description and every single time I would get that call. So, I mean, you know, I think it helps to be flirty but just not like over the top. Um because they weren't calling in to talk to a hooker. Like they were calling to talk to a person. So, I always did really well. So then um party lines. <laughs> so, we would switch off, like I said, we would do party lines, and uh, one-on-one calls, like I said, were always the greatest, so they had different kinds of party lines, and they used to have this one line that, <laughs> let me just say, the way that we would pick the lines, and who had to um, man each call, was uh, before the meeting, or in our meeting, they would put the lines in a hat and all the girls would go and pick them and then they would be like oh okay I got this line I got 91 or whatever they had like numbers so this one line that all the girls hated I mean they hated this line and the line was a line I'll never fucking forget this shit it was called 227 the reason that they hated 227 was because 227 was an advertisement for two girls on a party line okay the problem is party lines get a lot of hangups, right? Because a lot of people call in for party lines and they're calling from their cell phones. You can't say anything explicit, right? They're calling in hoping to hear, fuck me with my fucking vagina, my fucking pussy, maybe not vagina, <laughs> but you know, something fucking graphic. Like they want to hear like full on sex and they wouldn't get that because remember, we're not allowed to talk about anything explicit. So party line callers would just call in, hang up, call in, hang up. And I think they could like switch from like line to line. I don't remember how it was, but your call average would go way down on the days that you had to do um, party lines. So, you know, I like to think outside the box. I'm always trying to try new things because um, I really wanted a bonus because bitch needed to pay her rent. Um, so... I told a friend of mine, I was like, hey, tonight when we pick numbers, let's volunteer and do 227. And she was like, bitch, I do not want to do 227. Fuck that. And I'm like, girl, look at me. Trust me. Okay, I'm not going to tell you why. But let's volunteer. Let's do 227. It'll be a good time. I promise you. She's like, okay, fine, bitch. So the time comes around and they pass out the numbers and I'm like, I volunteer for 227 and it's literally like the Hunger Games moment. I'm like, I volunteer as tribute and everybody's looking at me like, what? Why is that bitch volunteering for 227? Okay, so fast forward, we're sitting down in our lines and I tell my friend, okay, I have an idea. (laughs) I go, usually... On 227, the girls, um, they pretend that they're like best friends or something like that. Like, I don't know. They come up with all these things. And I said, I have this idea. We're going to pretend that we're both callers. We're two separate callers. In fact, we're not in the same room. We're not even like in the same, you know, we don't know each other. And she's like, okay. I go, but we're going to call in. 
We're going to pretend that we're callers and we're going to flirt with each other. We're going to hit on each other. We're going to describe each other to each other. You know, we're going to have full-on lesbian situation. And let's be honest, it's going to be fun. I'm like, I want you to flirt with me. I mean, you better act like, oh, you want it. So she's like, okay, bitch. (laughs) So we get on our call and we're talking to each other, right? Now, I think in the beginning there was like some guys and they were talking to us and we start talking and we're making jokes and we kind of start flirting, right? And then all of a sudden, like, we're having this conversation and I notice like nobody's talking but us. Like none of the guy callers are saying anything. I don't even know if they're on the line. Like it's dead silence, but we're just talking to each other. Right. And she was actually really good. Like we played off each other really well. The manager, (laughs) like the top manager, you guys comes storming over to us. And he's like, he makes a motion like with his hands, like, put your shit on mute now so I'm like what the fuck we put it on mute he's like what are you talking about I'm like nothing I mean we're just having conversation like I'm just we're flirting with each other he's like you have over a hundred callers listening to you guys right now nobody has hung up in almost 15 minutes what are you talking about? And I'm like, I swear to God, we're not saying anything explicit. He's like, after this call, when you guys are done, I want to talk to you. And I'm like, oh my God, we're in trouble. He's like, keep it going. So then I was like, okay, well, I guess we're not in that much trouble. He's like, keep it going. I bought us $100 that night, by the way. So after word got out, of what we did at 227, all the other fucking bitches started doing it. I was so mad. Then everybody started fighting for 227. It was like ridiculous. So it was a good time while it lasted, but it didn't end up, you know, didn't end up working out for me in the long run because everybody stole my idea. So I'm going back to some of the questions. Um, someone asked me, how long did you work there? Honestly, I probably only did it about three, four months. Um, It's really difficult to talk for eight hours at a time. And I kept getting sore throats. I kept getting throat infections. And I don't know if it was a combination of like working at night or anything like that. So yeah, it was was, um, really painful and kind of difficult to continue going. So I just, I had to quit. Um, but I definitely did bonus. I made good money, you know. Um, somebody asked me, what was your biggest demographic? Definitely white men. Definitely white men from like the Midwest. Mm. What's your kinkiest or craziest call? That's a really hard for me because, it, I mean, it's over 20 years ago. Um... I mean, I remember, oh wait, I just had a thought. I had this one guy who, he want, he was like, okay, he's jacking off and he's like, I want you to tell me that you're going to shrink me and you're going to, you're going to, what are you going to do to me after you shrink me? I want to be like the size of like, I don't know, a fucking quarter. And I was just like, what the fuck? And I was just like, 
oh, I'm going to put you in my pocket. And he's like, oh, yeah, he's jacking up. Oh, where else? Where else are you going to put me? I'm like, I'm going to put, uh, uh, literally, you guys, like, what the fuck do I say to that? Um, I'm, I'm going to put you in my mouth. He's like, yes, I love it. Let me just rub myself all over your tongue. Where else are you going to put me? And I'm like, I'm going to put you inside my pussy. He's like, I want to live in your pussy. Oh, my God. He came and hung up. You guys, I had to take a moment after that call. I was like, what the fuck? Why are people so weird? That was such a weird, weird, weird call. Um, somebody asked me, did your family members know what I was doing? My sister did. She lived with me. She thought I was funny. Um, let's see. Did you ever get couples that would call in together? I didn't, but some of the girls would. Um, they would tell me about it. I unfortunately don't have any experiences like that. Did anyone you ever know call in as a customer? No. I think most of the calls were from like the Midwest. So, you know, none of those kind of kind of popped up. Uh, let me see if there's some other questions. Uh, uh, uh. I know, okay, somebody asked me a question if I was in a relationship at the time. And actually, I was. So, and this, <laughs> this is funny. I actually met my ex-fiance on the job. He was a phone sex operator in the guys section. He would do gay phone sex. And um, it wasn't awkward at all. Like, it was really funny. We would get home and we would just laugh and tell each other stories. So it wasn't like a awkward conversation, I guess. Somebody asked me if I used my normal voice. Um, no, I used my normal voice. I did. Sometimes I would lower it a little, <laughs> kind of do like a little training situation. Um, you know, good times. Uh, let's see. Oh my God. Somebody asked me, what is the worst call I ever had? And was I disgusted? Oh, this is hard for me. Okay. There was a guy who used to call in and everybody kind of regularly had gotten his calls and they would talk about him, but I had never gotten his call. And so one day I got his call and I was just like, I did not, it was really hard for me, you guys. He had, I don't know if he had like Down syndrome or he had something, he had some type of disability. And so he was very childlike. But he was obviously a man, and he would call. I don't know if he had a credit card. I don't know how he had a credit card. I don't know if it was his card. Somebody told me one time that they thought, or maybe he had told them, that his dad would had gotten him a credit card and would let him call. Like, it was something that he liked to do, so his dad would, like, finance it. So he would call in and talk to these girls, these phone sex girls, but really he didn't want to have like phone sex. He was just very lonely. And so he would call and he would, I don't remember what his name was, like Billy or something. And he would call and he would just want to talk about his day. And I don't know why it was so sad for me 
But it just was sad because all I could think was like he had a job at like McDonald's or like Starbucks or I don't know, some like like a coffee shop and he would clean and he would talk about like his mom and his dad. And I just used to think like he's so lonely. Like this is so sad. Like he has to call a phone sex line just to talk to people so that he could like this is gonna be my future I'm gonna be like single like calling phone sex lines to talk to guys because I'm so lonely that might actually happen but anyway that was pretty sad now disgusting I mean I had some pretty gross calls um but I can't say like any of them were like gross gross but I will end my podcast because we're already at 45 minutes with this. So I would get bored sometimes on some of the calls. The guys were pretty boring and you know, you're there eight hours a night and sometimes I would just say the most outlandish things just to like entertain myself. And I would literally like have to keep myself from laughing. So I remember one time this guy's like, what are you doing? And I'm like, well, what are you doing? Like they would always say that. What are you doing? It's like now, W-Y-D, what are you doing? Like, what the fuck do you think I'm doing, bitch? We're on a phone sex line. I would be like, oh, um, I'm just masturbating with this orange construction cone that I got off of the highway. And they would be like, that's fucking hot. (laughs) You guys, I would die laughing. Like, I would just say anything outrageous. So it was a good time. I hope you enjoyed listening. Thank you so much. Follow me on Instagram. Meow time with a a zero. Um, Thanks so much. Have a good night.